0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the all you listening now podcast. I am your host Johnny back at it again for another week. Hey, yo, yo, Shout out to the Leon- young people out there making big things happen, like that young man, Kyrie Green. He's a Yale student, the school's first student body president, and a TikToker that loves to drop knowledge on history. Speaking of past history, I have had a very good week, and I certainly hope that you have as well. All right, so as we start off every show thanking everybody for tuning in taking time out of your busy day to listen to the show where here we talk about any and everything that is under the sun also wanted to mention about my social media page found on facebook you can find it by searching r y l now that's the word r spelled out Yl now on Facebook. If you have not already went there and liked the page, I would greatly appreciate it if you can do that for me. Of course, if you see anything that I'm posting there that you like, you're certainly welcome to like and comment on it. I'll definitely try to react if you do. Of course, if you're loving the content you're listening to here as well, give me a like, give me a follow on my Facebook page. Also, of course, the podcast now is being played everywhere podcasts are being played. So whatever your podcasting favorite listening site is, feel free and tune in to me there. You might have an option on the site you choose to listen to the show on to be able to leave a comment and rate the show. Doing that also will help me out a great deal. Of course, I've also started including timestamps in the description below of each episode so that way if there is a segment that you want to get to, you can go there if you're unable to listen to the entire show. Of course, again, I would love if you would listen to the entire show. However, if you can't, timestamps in the description below. But having said that, let's dive into today's show. And I wanted to come up with something, you know, fun, but I also thought interesting. And hopefully this show will be just that. You know, I've done 40 episodes so far, 40 episodes. And I have yet to talk about a series that has such a loyal fan base that if you mix up the name with that other star franchise with this one, you might have to be ready to fight because it is that serious. It really is that serious. It has starships, transporters, and a holodeck. It made you want to explore strange new worlds and seek out new life and civilizations. It forced you to boldly go where no man or woman has gone before. You all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Star Trek. That's right, Star Trek. When I was growing up, I loved both star franchises, but today I thought I would talk about which of the track series was my favorite. And yes, it will be done in a way that everyone can relate and is a universal language of us all in list form. I will say off the top though, that I only watched up to Deep Space Nine, So anything that came after that won't make this list. Um, Neither will movies. Also, movies won't be included in the list. So this is just the TV series shows. But without further ado, let's get into it. My, well, fourth favorite Trek series is Star Trek Voyager. So with my list only having four names on it, I know having Voyager last on the list makes it seem like this show wasn't good, but it was a great show. And Kate McGroup, who played Captain Janeway, becoming the first female main star of a track series, came with huge pressure since some fans want so that she could really do the job. And honestly, she did an amazing job as the captain. Now, I know that Seven of Nine, played by Jerry Ryan, was the fan favorite of the entire show. And when she was introduced during the fourth season of the show, people just instantly loved her. But the show had a good feel, and it felt every bit of a Star Trek show, in my opinion. My favorite character on this show is actually Tuvok, since much like myself, he was very analytical and has some of the best lines when it came to things that he thought was nonsense in his eyes. (laughs) I'm working on that right now, uh, as we speak myself, because my facial expressions, I can tell my whole story and thought process at times. (laughs) Hey, 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 before y'all sit out there, Y'all laughing at me, don't lie, some of you all know what I'm talking about because you're probably having this exact same issue yourself. Nevertheless, the reason why I have this show forth and I'm about to have to start nitpicking at this point is because the storyline was never that consistent to me. And though they had some very interesting characters, they really could have done a better job with character development to get the fans more bought in to some of them. The only two characters that really did this on the show was um, Seven of Nine and Janeway. Which I get since they were the main characters. But I thought they could have done that more with the doctor who was played by Robert uh, Picardo. I believe that was his name, and even the second in command, Okota, who seems like he was only there, really, to question what Janeway was doing most of the time. Voyager was a good Trek show, but couldn't go higher on my list. Couldn't get it any higher. My third show I put over that was Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So I do know That there are a few folks, a few folks in the Star Trek fandom that really did not care for the Deep Space Nine series for a couple of reasons. Unlike other Star Trek series, they really aren't going to strange new worlds. Instead, they were sitting in one place going nowhere. Another reason is that due to their lack of movement, they really didn't come into much conflict unlike the other track series. But that's what, in my opinion, made Deep Space Nine so unique. Due to this, the storytelling and each character being their own individual story had to be riveting. And let me tell you, you had that in Deep Space Nine. Let's first start with another first. Um, captain Benjamin Cisco, uh, played by Avery Brooks, being the first captain of color to lead a Star Trek role. And I know looking at it now, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but much like I mentioned about Janeway's character, it was. I always thought he was an under- Rated captain in the franchise since he doesn't get talked about much when people talk about the best captains of the Trek series. But Captain Sisko had to deal with a lot of stuff the others didn't have to, in my opinion. Let's take for the fact that his crew was much larger, so he had to manage that. Plus, he had to be a master strategist since when an alien race showed up trying to take over the station or attacking the station in general, like the kill guns did, he would know how to ward them off. The Deep Space Nine station wasn't built like a regular starship to go to war and blow stuff up, um, so knowing that he had to make sure that he took proper countermeasures. Otherwise, they were basically sitting ducks. Space 9 had a bunch of interesting characters who had really cool backstories, like Kira, who, since she was a child or a kid, had to fight since her people's planet was at war against the Kardashians. I'm probably, look man, I'm probably budgeting these names. I'm not gonna lie. Terrible with pronunciation. English is hard. Anyway, Quark also uh, was a character whose personality and backstory truly fit the name Quark. It was almost like it seemed like some writer um, there was like, you know, I really like the word quirky, So let's then somehow implement it into a character and bam, there he was. It was things like this that made the show great, and if you haven't, you should go watch it, and if you do it with an open mind, it'll grow on you, trust me. My number two favorite Star Trek show of all time is the original OG, the original OG Star Trek. Beam Me Up Scotty was and probably still is the most quoted and recognizable quote from any Star Trek series or movie for that matter in the entire franchise and it was these one liners like this that made the OG of the Trek series a cult classic in my opinion. Even if you have never in your life watched a single Star Trek show or even saw a Star Trek movie for that matter, you have heard of Captain Kirk, Spock, or Scotty just due to the greatness of each one of these characters. Each character in the series draws you in and gets you invested in the character. Even ones that weren't main characters like Lieutenant Brent or Dr. Noel got you interested in what they were going to do. When I watched this as a kid, all I wanted was for them to be teleported off the ship and then need to get back on the ship so I could say along with them, be me, up, Scotty. But outside of the characters and one-liners, the other thing that made this show great was them living up to the Star Trek mantra, which was to seek out new worlds new life and civilizations. And they actually found it on many occasions. One of my favorite episodes from the series was when Captain Kirk and a few of the other crew members uh, were abducted by an alien race from the Terskline planet and had to fight in a gladiator arena uh, really for their life. The plot turned to them helping to free the trapped slaves on the planet and having Spock and the rest of the crew of the USS Enterprise search for them. That's another thing about this show. Ask almost anybody about the Enterprise and where it came from. And most people, I think, will know and say Star Trek, which adds to the lore of just how popular this particular Star Trek series was and in many ways still is. Yes, I know that many Trek fans will swear by this one and claim that this is the best and it's not even close, but I believe that in the next generation that I grew up, this Trek series was the best, which leads me to my favorite, also my number one Star Trek show, which is Star Trek. The next generation. So I know every single person who is a Star Trek fan will acknowledge that the next generation Star Trek was dope as hell. Now, where you have it, you know, in your rank on your list can vary. But for me, it was, is, and always will be the best. Mainly because not only did this Star Trek series have everything the original had, but it did it better. Now, I will admit that the original probably had it beat um, on one-liners, but this show had its own cult classic thing in a way of this thing we now call memes. (laughs) Everyone listening has seen a meme where Captain Jean-Luc Picard was standing on the bridge with his arms stretched out, looked like he was just saying how dumb something was. I also bet some of you all... Were today years old when you found out his name is Jean Luc Picard, not John Luc Picard, like I thought it was for years. Me finding that out was like finding out that music lyric that you thought was correct the whole time you were singing it, only to look up the lyrics and then totally find out that nothing you were singing was actually correct. You were totally wrong. But... The thing that I loved about the show was each character from the captain all the way down to the guy working in engineering, working on a warp drive, had a storyline within the show. Data and Android was cool. Gordy, played by LeVar Burton, had an interesting backstory and you don't have to take my word for it. Also, the visors he had on Everybody who was a fan wanted it. I wanted it mainly as a kid because it reminded me of Cyclops from the X-Men. But nevertheless, though, um, the second in command, William Riker, was also a good character. Yes, yes, yes. I know uh, Deanna, Troy, Wolf were also fan favorites. So let me give them a shout out as well. I don't want to leave them out. This show had so many great characters that I need to make a whole other show to get into all of them. But let me get to my favorite part of the show. Doing the best of both worlds arc where Captain Picard was captured and assimilated by the Borg and then they went on to try and take over and assimilate the Earth, that arc was dope. I'm going to tell you all right now that the Borg as a kid hunted my dreams. (laughs) Um, now I did find them interesting though and thought that out of all the alien races in the Star Trek series, they were the one that I wanted to see on screen the most. The two part show was amazing as the entire show and series was, which is of course, what makes this my number one Star Trek show. All right, let's switch gears to this, to stay with the theme of space, The Final Frontier. I wanted to talk about a couple of fascinating facts about what we actually have in our universe. When I said I was a nerd people, I meant more than just video games and comics. Not going to rank them or anything like that, but just wanted to cover a couple of things that I actually think are just fascinating in the universe. And for anyone hoping, uh, by the way, real quick off the top, for anyone hoping that, this makes the list of what I will talk about here. Um, No, aliens will not be a part of it. Considering outside of footage that we got from the government that all look to have been taped by a camera from the 1950s or 60s, we don't really have real tangible things to tie with aliens, so they won't be talked about here speaking of how are we in 2021 and we still can't get clear footage of a ufo i don't understand this it's beyond me but anyways on to the topic let's start with a planet that has been a planet then has not been a planet as of 2006 to finally being reinstated as a planet i think in pluto did you know that pluto doesn't Always stay completely frozen. I know you might think, of course, it does since it's so far away from the sun, but it doesn't, and here's why Pluto isn't made of ice like we commonly see here on Earth, but made out of nitrogen that freezes at around negative 346 degrees Fahrenheit. Pluto for the most part, stays around negative 400 degrees. But there are rare times when it's closest to the sun that Pluto temperature rises slightly above the minus 346 degrees, which causes its ice to melt. The other fascinating thing is that one of the five moons that Pluto has named Charon always Has the same face and doesn't rotate like our moon does due to a phenomenon that's called tidal locking. Basically, tidal locking is when the, when a moon or a planet still actually rotates around the sun, but the planet itself or the moon itself doesn't actually spin like our planet does, how it goes from day to night, that sort of thing. The next fascinating fact out there in space is that our solar system is nowhere near the center of the known universe. According to studies done by NASA, we're about 165 quadrillion miles away from what we figure is the center of the universe, which also happens to be a supermassive black hole. Speaking of black holes, most black holes are formed by a collapsing star. The size of the star that collapsed will determine just how big the black hole will be. Also, another fun fact about black holes really quick is that black holes actually do not suck anything in. Now, if you're on the surface of the black hole, you can actually pass by it. It's when you get near the center is when it actually starts to pull you in. In our solar system, thankfully, there hasn't been a black hole discovered, but there have been several million black holes found in our galaxy that we live in, also known as the Milky Way. For anyone that I might have scared to death talking about black holes and potentially being sucked into your doom, on record, the closest to us is roughly 1,000 light years away, and that black hole was actually nicknamed the unicorn uh, by many in the astronomy community. If you have made it this far into the segment, then you, sir, or ma'am, are either a nerd yourself or just captivated by space. And that means that I haven't bored you to tears, <laughs> put you to sleep, um, which is good. Everyone else, hang in there. I have a couple of more fascinating facts about where we want to boldly go, where no person has gone before, and then I'll, I'll be I'll be out your hair with space, the final frontier. The next thing I wanted to mention is that space isn't as far away as one might think. Fred Boyle, a famed astronomer back in the 1970s, once theorized that if possible to drive a car straight up into space, going at about 60 miles an hour, it would take you about one hour. Now, I live in Texas, and you can't drive to the other side of Dallas in an hour. So it's crazy to think that space is closer than, say, Plano is to Duncanville. The last fascinating fact about space that I wanted to bring up, that I thought was interesting, is in space there is a such thing as hot ice. In an exoplanet named Gliese, the temperature of the planet is an estimated, I believe a whopping 570 degrees Fahrenheit, which you would think would evaporate any water on site, but not this ice. Also, in case no one knows what an exoplanet is, it's basically a planet that exists outside of our solar system. Back to the hot ice, the reason why this ice actually stays frozen is due to pressure on this planet that is so extreme that the ice that is there always stays frozen, like the grab. You know, the, like it's it's almost like some estimate that it's about eighty times Earth's gravity, which of course, with that type of pressure, just keeps it condensed. So, as fast as it would probably melt and evaporate, is getting pushed right back down, which is pretty damn cool. It's estimated that this ice is the same temperature as that planet, so 570 degrees Fahrenheit, which means if you were to put it in a frozen drink here, it would instantly heat that drink up and cause it to actually start boiling. Granted, that exoplanet is about 300 uh, excuse me is about 33 light years away from our planet but still a pretty cool concept to think about all right ladies and gents that is all for today's show i certainly hope you found that entertaining and maybe a little educational of course if you did go to my facebook page at r y l now that's the word r spelled out y l now on facebook leave me a like leave me a follow tell your friends tell your family tell your loved ones tell everybody all right you guys i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here until next time you all have a very very good week peace